Tonight's episode is brought to you by Leap Spirits. What do you get when you combine Leroy Butler's Leap Vodka with Robin Young's Robinade Old School Lemonade? Officially, it's called Leap and Lemonade, but unofficially, it's called the best tasting canned cocktail made just for Wisconsin. Wags Leap and Lemonade. It's a refreshing classic that brings together products from two Wisconsin sports legends. It tastes delicious because it's made with real award-winning vodka and real juice. Folks, it has 6.7 alcohol by volume. It's sold in six-pack, 12-ounce cans. It's the perfect can cocktail for tailgating and get-togethers with friends and family. Leap and Lemonade, two Hall of Famers, one great drink. Leap Vodka, the official vodka of the Milwaukee Air and Water Show and Wisconsin's Vodka of the Year. To find Leap Vodka and Leap and Lemonade in a retail store or restaurant near you, visit leapspirits.com and click on Find Leap Vodka. See show notes for details. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will Good evening and welcome to Lombardi's Legends podcast. I am Wags and joining me as always is Dane. And of course, we've got another very special guest tonight. Packers long snapper Jack Coco. Jack, thanks so much for joining the show, man. No, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm super excited. Well, we are super excited. And Jack, one of the first things we always ask a first time guest is how does it feel to be a Green Bay Packer? It's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, we can get into it a little bit more uh, later in the episode, but I'll, I'll start with this. I mean, two years ago, three years ago, you asked me myself if I had the opportunity to play in the NFL or even play for an organization like the Green Bay Packers, I would tell you no chance. And here we are. I get to say I'm a Green Bay Packer right now, and I'm working my absolute butt off to get the spot so I can stay up in Green Bay. Jack, we're, we're, so yeah, we're going to get into it because – you have one of the coolest stories I can think of um, and how you've, you've come to Green Bay. Um, but how did it come about? Let's maybe start there. How how did you get the phone call? My under, if I recall, um, you got a tryout, right, during the during kind of the, the, the rookie week there. Um, so how does that come together where you get the phone call? I believe it was from the assistant special teams coach, if you don't mind sharing. So I actually, so the funny story about that, I got the phone calls a week after pro day. And I didn't get a single phone call till till this point. I was actually playing golf um, up in South Carolina, and I missed the initial phone call. I run out and I see I got a phone call on my on my phone after I finished putting on the green, and I look at look at it and I saw the voicemail. And the voicemail was from an area code I never recognized. And I see I see I get the transcription up. It said Green Bay, PA. I saw PA, and I was like, Oh my God! I called it back <laughs> immediately. Had a short discussion with uh, Byron Storer, the assistant special teams coach, and we set up an interview for that following Wednesday. And that Wednesday, he we, he tells me, he's like, if you want to take this super seriously, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z was sending videos every Tuesday and Thursday of me long snapping. Go see this guy named Mike McCabe down in Birmingham, Alabama. I went to go see him 14 times before rookie minicamp. 
while I was finishing my master's classes. And then also go see a guy named Andrew Economos, who snapped for Versace and uh, Byron in Tampa Bay from, I think, 06 to 11, something like that. And uh, he gave me a thumbs up. McCabe gave me a thumbs up. And pro day draft comes around. I didn't get a call. I text him. I was like, hey, Byron, I just want an opportunity. He says, let me see what I can do. Invites me up to rookie minicamp and got signed nine days later after that. Yeah, and it's been a whirlwind for all of you guys that are rookies. But you especially, as you mentioned, joining even a little bit later. It wasn't a ton later, but um, what what then was that like um, as you get up to Green Bay and you set foot in in Lambeau Field, you know, you walking into the locker room. What is that initial moment like for you? It was absolutely surreal. I'll never forget the feeling of, first off, rookie minicamp going up there, seeing my helmet in my locker, saying like, oh my God, this is like official. I had the stickers and everything. I was like, this is everything a kid could ever dream of. Um, and then once I got the call to come back um, for signing, it was absolutely surreal. I mean, my agent called me. He said, hey, do, how do you feel about flying up to Green Bay tomorrow morning and going up and signing? I was like, are you serious? Like, I was like, I was like shaking and then going up, signing, signing the piece of paper and then like locking the locker room, seeing my locker and everything like that was just so surreal and a feeling that I can't describe unless you are, are feeling like fully, you know, feeling that for yourself. Yeah. So are you snapping every day right now? I mean, what, what, what's that looking like for you? Um, you know, and what, what, what's that routine look like uh, for you as well? It's always been a fascinating position, I think, to both Wags and I. So um, walk us through kind of what you're doing ahead of getting to Green Bay here in the next few days. So, you know, over the last month, we've had a month off. So if you think about it for a rookie, you have pro day training, then you have your rookie mini camp and all that stuff you're pretty much after football season, you're still going nonstop. You never really get a break. So that first week off, I took, I took a little vacation, went up to the lake, still snapped all to all my friends that came up with me that week and got to get a little bit of practice in there and then played a bunch of golf, hung out. And then after that week was done, it was straight back to the nose, to the grindstone, keep working. So I snapped three times the following week after the lake. I went down to Florida to snap with Pat O'Donnell and worked out with him mm-hmm. for a week. And then I came back home, went to Birmingham for three days, uh, snapped in Birmingham to a bunch of other pros that Mike McCabe has down for off season, like right before everyone goes back to training camp. And then I've been snapping. I would say I snapped uh, Monday, yesterday, took a little bit of break today. I'll snap again tomorrow. And then I head up on Thursday. Wow. But so it's, it's coming up and, and, so how long is a session like that for you? You know, if, if you're snapping with your buddies or whatever, you right? Know, you know. So it, it so it's one thing I love about long snapping is it's a craft and it's like a it's like you try to master your craft, right? And you can you know it's sometimes you're out there for an hour and a half, sometimes you're out there for forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. It just is kind of honestly what you're trying to work on that day, what footwork you're trying to do. And what specifically you're trying to work on for that specific session. So if I go out with, you know, my coach here, um, I'll go out with him for about 45 minutes to an hour. We'll do a set. We'll do a, a, about 15, 20 minute warm up, starting like at five yards, working our way back to full. And then we'll do 10 punt, 10 field goal, 10 punt, 10 field goal, 10 punt, 10 field goal. 
And we always try to focus on the precision of the field goals, making sure you get laces, making sure you not you don't have any bad habits. For me, I always think about being smooth when I snap field goals. And then for punts, it's making sure obviously you hit your spot on the punter, but also making sure you get depth, have the correct footwork and imagining what protection you're going through mm. for that particular rep. So like I'll have my coach behind me saying, hey, this is a certain set. So a right set. I'll do my my right set line and I'll imagine a rusher coming up field and sometimes even practice the redirect and vice versa for left. Yeah, that segues to Jack. Then um, I know in the specialist room, particularly, it's, it's you and Steven Wordle are primary in competition for that long snapping job, right? But then a couple of veteran specialists in, in Mason and, and of course, Pat O'Donnell, who's uh, new to the team here as a punter and, and looks like he'll be the primary holder. Um, I know Mason wasn't really terribly involved in the OTAs and minicamp uh, so far, but i just kind of curious, what have you been able to pick up from those guys or the other guys that have been around uh, maybe, uh, you know, in the case of Pat or Mason a little bit longer, uh, but um, just in, in that first experience and that go first go through in OTAs and, and mini camp here recently. So the really cool thing about Mason and Pat is that, you know, everyone has these like preconceived notions that veterans are going to be a little harsh towards rookies, which they are, but you know, you have to earn your right to be, you know, the guy and mm -hmm. earn everyone's respect. But I will say from the jump, uh, Pat and Mason are both very helpful for me, trying to get my head right and kind of realize that, you know, I am a Green Bay Packer and I deserve to be in the locker room versus having that surreal feeling when you first walk in. It's you've earned a spot in that locker room. There's a reason why you're there. And you're out. Obviously, I'm competing with Steven right now for the starting spot. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's your it's your profession. It's your job. And you belong there. So being able to talk to those guys, kind of pick their brains and see how they react and see how they, you know, go through their business and seeing how they consistent they are. Because, I mean, Mason's been in the league for 16 years and Pat, Pat's been in the league for eight years. At the end of the day, it's their consistency. Their consistency on how they strike the ball, their consistency on their steps. It's very similar, but in a snapping, in the snapping form. It's how I set up, how I position my hands, how what I think about before I snap the ball, what my job is. Seeing their process has allowed me to, you know, manipulate my process to a more professional standard. Do you find then in your experiences as a snapper previously, um, does everybody kind of have their own in, in, I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce intricacies uh, to, to the profession. And do you kind of have to feel out each guy? Cause I, I know that Pat's planning to be the, the holder as Wag said. So, you know, like um, do you hear things on that end uh, or have you had an, an opportunity to snap it to him from a holding perspective yet? You know, I'm just kind of curious what that looks like because us Packer fans are, are on high alert on special teams right now. It was a tough year last year. So we're excited to have you in camp. And, you know, so just kind of curious what, what that's like working with that veteran. And if they kind of give you, Hey, I like it this way, you know, and that kind of feedback. Oh, right. No, that they definitely do. And it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a weird thing to kind of say, because as you can say, the intricacies, um, everyone's a little bit different. Everyone does it a little bit differently. No one's exactly the same in the specialist world. Everyone has their own sort of style and it works mm. for them. And that's what takes them so far. Not a single, single kicker, not a single punter and not a single snapper, snap the ball, kick the ball or punt the ball in the same exact way. 
So it's finding those little, you know, niches that you like in your setup and your, the way you approach it that help a lot. For me, I think I snap a very smooth ball and a very catchable ball. So I think that helps my, my aspect a lot. And my previous background for being an offensive lineman and playing tight end helped me with the blocking aspect of punt. So it's having all those like little skills that have been built in for such a long time has really helped me come into this spot and learn so fast from being just in Green Bay for the last, for, you know, however long it was, like 45 days for OTAs. Yeah. And I was just going to ask you, Jack, about some of that background and journey um, as you uh, journeyed through college at Georgia Tech and even before that um, in your football career. It's interesting. You played, you know, quite a bit of tight end in college. Did you come to college as a long snapper or were you a tight end first and just kept getting better and better and perfected the long snapping craft or was it kind of hand in hand from the start as uh, you kicked off that four-year career at Georgia Tech? So I'll actually take it back to high school at first because I started snapping when I was a sophomore in high school and I started as my junior and senior year as a long snapper on my football team. I played offensive line. I played center. I was an all-state center my senior year. So when I went to Georgia Tech, um, I long snapped and played offensive line. I played scout team offensive line for three years. And then I did shorts for my redshirt freshman or redshirt sophomore, redshirt junior year. So after my third season, Paul Johnson um, retired. Uh, Jeff Collins came in. So I finished that last year. That was my second after my second season. So I go to my third year. This is Coach going to Coach Collins' second year, um, right before COVID. So it was January end of uh, season meetings. I had my meeting. I was like, "Hey, Coach, uh, is there anything I can do other than uh, long snap to help teams?" I didn't want to make him seem like I was quitting offensive line. Mm-hmm. And so he said, "Yeah, absolutely, play tight end." And obviously, he said tight end. And the inner alignment was like, "Tight end is the dream position. I got to do this." <laughs> So I went on a absolute journey through that first month and a half, I would say from January 23rd to March 6th, I lost 45 pounds, 50 pounds, went from 295 to 245, went into a spring, uh, spring ball, had two practices at tight end. The next thing you know, COVID hit, right? So I'm 245, COVID hits. And I went on a grilled chicken and salad diet, worked out 10 times a week to lose 50 pounds as fast as possible for spring ball. So I go in and COVID hits on, if I remember, March 14th, because I, I took a final, uh, or I guess it would, it technically it was our final because we didn't take a test the rest of the year, but because of COVID. Um, go into that off season, change my diet from like a no, no carb, like as low calorie as possible to a super high calorie diet. And I transformed my whole body doing at-home workouts, going to the gym whenever I could because I had access to a gym. So I was super fortunate there. Got down to like 225. And I went back to school. None of my coaches recognized me. They thought I was a completely different new player. Like wow. there was a freshman coming in. So going into that year, I, I, I did short snaps and I played tight end. I started, I want to say, two games and they implemented packages for me to for blocking and all that sort of stuff. And going into that following year, that my, my red shirt senior year, which is my fifth year, uh, off season goes great, earn a scholarship into that spring. And then they just wanted me to focus on tight end. So that's all I did, but I still backed up snaps on, um, on everything. So I was, 
I did punts and I did field goals every single day in practice. So I was always working on the skill. Mm. I just wasn't focusing on much as I was, which honestly has really helped me is because I've always been really good at long snapping as I was ranked, I think, 12th going in, coming out of uh, high school into college. So I was a good long snapper, but I never like truly focused on it. And that's been the difference. So from starting on pro day, I fully focused on, I did route running and blocking, but I never, I really focused on snapping too, because I knew that was a big ticket for me to have an opportunity. And I got really good. And then being up in Green Bay, not having to worry about an an offensive playbook at all. I was Mm. just able to focus on long snapping. And it's, I've seen leaps and bounds in my progression so far. So it's super exciting to see, you can see, my my scale say saying I started right here. It's just been kind of like an exponential curve, just rising, rising, just getting a lot better and more comfortable, and working my absolute tail off to get you know put myself in the best position possible. What so? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I just go ahead. do you mind if I just asked a follow up question? And I, I not to make a big deal out of it, but that's really interesting. With you mentioning you know losing all of that weight, I you know in the long run, do you think that might actually give you? a little bit of a leg up to you in, in being a long snapper, just in terms of, because you've got to go out go down and be part of the coverage as well. After you snap the ball. I mean, obviously snapping's the most important yeah, part. No, of absolutely. Your job, snap, but, snapping's the most important yeah. part. They always say snap first. Hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but it definitely, it definitely does having that. Cause I, I played every single special teams in college. I played, I just, I never punt snapped in a game. I did field goal snap. I played on punt. As like a, I was a PP one time. I played on punt return. I played on kickoff return. I've even run down on kickoff. Oh, wow. I've I've done I've done everything. So like I, I mean, being able to say that I've you know played a bunch of different positions gives me like a different sort of mindset and kind of feel towards long snapping. And that's what the super cool part is is that I can really hone in on this skill that I've never been able to hone in on before. And I think that's one of my advantages is that obviously I've never super like have been like super crafty with it but now i am and i can just see the differences super fast so that and see and that's such it's super interesting to me and and you know for for those that uh, out there um that maybe are more casual listeners you know uh to uh, curious when you say getting better is it more accuracy is it more zip on the ball is it more just you know uh, consistency what does that look like or how are you measuring your success as you're continuing to grow as a long snapper so it's overall consistency of the snap so at the end of the day when you guys are watching as fans obviously for me it's i have to be pinpoint accurate on the certain position i want to aim at Mm-hmm. But as watching as his fans, as long as the ball gets from point A to B in a super consistent time and a super uh, consistent spot and the punt gets off, I did my job. You know, obviously breaking it down in film is a little bit different. Seeing my actual protection and seeing my actual snap and like what I did on that certain rep. Absolutely. For me, that's what I need to focus on. But at the end of the day, when I, if I get that ball back there in 0.68 to 0.72 and Pat gets the ball off in one point eight, five, I think is the target number, something like that. We did our job. And that's when we can go on to the next play. We can give the ball to uh, let our defense take care of it, get the ball back in Aaron's hands, and he can go down and score. We can go kick a field goal. Like, that's that's the whole purpose. Be as consistent as possible, get, hit our times, and get the ball off as fast as possible. Yeah. I, I This is going to sound like a dumb question, but I'm just curious. Are you precise – 
in other aspects of your life too? I mean, like, are you the king of yard games? I'm just thinking, you know, cornhole toss, you know, maybe I, do you guys, I I'm, I'm getting old. So I don't know if anybody plays beer pong anymore in college. I'm just thinking of other things you that it would pay off to be really precise in, in terms of your aiming and your skill with that. Is there any crossover to other aspects of your life as well, or is it just long snapping? So there's a lot. So I, I obviously diet's a big thing for me. And um, I've always been like super into my diet after I lost all my weight, mm. just seeing what works best for me, figuring that aspect of it. But I think probably the thing that correlates to most is my favorite passion outside of football is golf. And, you know, I'm not nearly as good as golf as I am at football. At least I try to think I am, <laughs> but it, 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 you know, it correlates in the same aspect as you have to be super precise when striking a ball and when you have to be super precise in snapping a ball. And that carryovers, I kind of carry over a lot for what I do for long snapping for what I learned from golf. Because at the end of the day, if you compare both games, at least both jobs, you have to be super consistent on the golf course mm-hmm. to at least try to shoot par, at least for me, trying to shoot par. And then for, you know, professionals go like 12 under, like Cameron Smith this previous weekend yeah. went eight under in the final round. Um, but it's like, it's finding the consistency in the snap and the consistency in my golf game. I can translate it. Cause at the end of the day, if you think about it, where I'm doing the same thing over and over again, field goal and punts, it's two, it's two different snaps, but the same yardage every single time. It's like, if I'm trying to hit a 10 foot putt for, for, uh, you know, a field goal, and I'm trying to hit a hundred yard chip shot for, for golf. I want to hit the same way every single time and have the same outcome. So it's like kind of like that aspect towards it, I think transfers over well. And that's what I really like to see is that the way I kind of approach football is kind of with a golf mindset because that position I'm playing is a specialist skill and it needs to be as close as the same every single time as I possibly can do it. Okay. No, see, this is, we've never had a long snapper on our podcast before. You are, <laughs> you are the first time. And so we're really, I, I'm loving this. I can tell Wags is vibing on this too. Um, so I, I kind of feel bad. This podcast is flying by. Um, you mentioned golf. Uh, you mentioned fitness. What else as, as just a guy outside of the game, because like, we know you're a fully formed person. You don't just play football all day. Right. Um, you know, what, what else are you into in your downtime when you get a minute? So when I get a minute, I like to take off to the lake whenever I can. I like to surf. I like to wakeboard. Can't really wakeboard anymore because I don't want to hurt myself. So I just <laughs> I stick to surfing. I can do a 360 on the board, which is a lot of fun. Awesome. I love I love every Christmas our family goes to Colorado. And I love skiing. I love snowboarding. I like being outdoors. Being outdoors is like my favorite thing. If it comes to like fishing every once in a while or just anything outside that will take me away from being inside. That's like where I'll, I'll tend to be. Yeah, there's no mountains in Wisconsin, unfortunately, but um, there's there's still some pretty solid winter activities to at least create a little bit of a diversion. I just just curious, then, like you, you mentioned, skiing and snowboarding. Do you have any favorite resorts or places you've been to? Both Dane's a big skier. I I've, I used to ski. I snowboard. Um, been around to a few different places. Just just kind of curious uh, if you've got a, a top spot that you like to go out to. So my favorite place to go, our family goes there every single year, is Beaver Creek, Colorado. Yeah. Um, it's my fa- it's my favorite mountain. I know that mountain like the back of my hand. Like you you drop me anywhere in that mountain, I can go anywhere. I, I know where I'm going. 
I had the opportunity to ski a couple other places. So I've skied, I've been snowboarding in uh, Park City. Um, and then I've also skied in Deer Valley. But that was kind of a different story because I had to really learn how to ski that trip. So that first like six hours was a little rough. <laughs> but I figured it out again. But that was in high school. But um, I got to ski Vail. Vail was super crowded. Yeah. But, you know, for the amount of terrain and how hard the terrain is at Beaver Creek, it's it's great. It doesn't get over doesn't get overcrowded and it's just a great spot to go. It's just my favorite spot to be. More do you snowboard more primarily than ski at this point? So I so I made the transition when I was like 12 years old. And after after that, I got I started playing. I mean, I got the opportunity to play in college. I just never made the transition back to skiing. And I was specifically told by my coach saying, you're not allowed to go to Colorado anymore. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you get to the spot. You're not going to Colorado anymore. I'm like, oh, all right. Yes, sir. And it made me a little upset, but I completely understand it because they, they don't want me to get hurt, which makes sense. But um, I just stayed stuck with snowboarding. So I never had to worry about, you know, hurting myself skiing. Yeah. Well, if you head out in Wisconsin, it's good to be able to do both because it's mostly ice. So (laughs) variable conditions allow you to to really get the most enjoyment out of it for sure. Um, So uh, curious, I I know you, you overlapped with Tyler Davis at Georgia Tech, right? But yes, um, he was, he was there for one year. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of curious. And and I don't know how well you two knew each other before you signed in Green Bay as well, but are, are there any other, teammates that you've really connected to you in, in the short time that you've been up there oh well we also have Tariq up there i, I came oh, in yeah, Carpenter. I, yeah i came in with Tariq. we were freshmen together so he's one of my good friends probably my my, my best friend on the team right now uh i would say is jack heflin me and me and me and him we're, we're good buddies we go play golf all the time another guy josiah degura he's a great dude ty mm-hmm. summers um the, those guys are the guys i've been with and tipa uh uh, Gallia. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. 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 So those, those guys have been the guys I've been with and then as a, as a rookie class, I've been hanging out with Cole, uh, Schneider, who was on your podcast the other yeah. night and then, um, uh, Sean Ryan. Cool. Oh, and, and, uh, and Caleb Jones. I I've been, I've been trying to make as many friends as possible. I love it, man. That's so cool. Yeah, we we've gotten to know Ty and Jack a little bit too. They're they just it's, it seems like a really good um, crew right now in Green Bay. There seems to be a lot of guys that are looking out for each other too. Uh, I think that there's a lot of chemistry from from our perspective, uh, kind of going into this. And you know, you're going to Lambeau very soon. You're going to Green Bay. What are you most looking forward to out of your experience heading to your first training camp in Green Bay? So, you know, this is a little, it's a little forward in in training camp, but I'm excited to start working, but I actually haven't stepped foot on Lambeau field yet. And I was going to try, I tried to do it during rookie mini camp. They were doing a tour. So I turned back around. I didn't want to go out there and get in trouble, but I met, I've heard a lot of great things about family night and how how they pack out the entire stadium for a practice. And that, I think that's probably the day I'm, I'm super excited about is because I haven't been able to step on Lambeau field yet. And I think I'm going to see it in its true glory, even though it's not the first game of the year, but like it's true glory with, you know, 65,000 fans. I don't know how much it holds, but just right there in your face. And it's just, it's going to be super surreal walking onto that field for the first time wearing the, the green and gold. And I'm just, just super excited. 
Jack, uh, we're actually, uh, my wife and I are bringing our two-year-old to family night, so we'll be cheering you on. So if you hear some shouting uh, for your name, it might be my wife and I uh, giving you some love. Uh, so we're, it's a, there's nothing like a family night at Lambeau. It's so much fun. No, I'm, su I'm super excited for it. It's this opportunity that got thrown upon me, and it's just super exciting because, you know, my whole life, I've kind of been like the, you know, the last guy in the door. I was the last guy in the door at Georgia Tech. I was the last guy in the door in Green Bay. And, you know, I'm, I've been fighting my entire life for an opportunity like this. So I'm super excited to have it right in front of my face, just out there to grab. Yeah. Well, and Jack, I, I've got to say, it, it might seem strange to hear, but um, the competition for long snapper with, with you and Steven, which I, I mentioned earlier, that's going to be one of the more closely watched battles in camp. Honestly, Dane, like mm -hmm. Dane said, special teams is under high alert in green Bay uh, coming off a couple, couple of tough seasons. And it's not just any one thing. So it's, there's not one thing to blame. Um, but that aside, I obviously, you know what the opportunity is. You're, you're going to do everything you can to, to make that, 53-man roster, but as a specialist coming in, especially as a rookie, uh, what what are you doing to be mentally prepared uh, for that day-in, day-out grind, knowing that, like, you, you honestly, the pressure of having to be almost perfect every time you go out there? You know, I, you know that's, that's a question a lot of people ask me, and I, I'm a very positive person, and I always give off positive vibes because I don't like any negativity around me. And, you know, I, I love, I love, I love you ask this question because I take everything step by step, day by day, one snap at a time. I worry about myself and I don't worry about what Steven does. I stay on my own role, stay on my own path and just be the best person I can be. Because at the end of the day, what it truly is, is I'm competing against myself. I'm competing against myself to make, become the best snapper I could possibly be and become the snapper that Green Bay can hopefully have for the next 10 years. And they, no, no one has to worry about the position anymore. Because that's like the super exciting thing about it is that, you know, I've, I've seen everything that's gone on within the special teams the last couple of years. And they've, they've lacked a consistent snapper and a consistent punter. And I fully, fully believe they found the punter in Pat O'Donnell. Dude's unbelievable. I mean, when I was down there in Jupiter, he was just absolutely amazing to watch. And yeah. for myself, um, you know, becoming the best person I can be. And that's the exciting thing about this uh, step because, you know, obviously I'm a little bit, you know, in, in development, but, you know, my improvement's coming fast and I feel really good about my game and I feel really good about what I'm doing that I can see my progression coming forward. And I'm just itching to get back there. See, I, I, I love that answer and not to be overly effusive, but, you know, the approach of you can't control what you can't control. You can control what's within your control. And then also at the same breath, wanting to own that job for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. That's, that's awesome, Jack. So I, I think that, you know, you've got totally the right approach to it. Dane, how long was Rob Davis a long snapper for in Green Bay? Um, I mean, like elementary years. school until college. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for us. So it, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Like you can, you, that's what this, and I, not to like overly, dramatize this but that's what that could be um if you can lock the, if you're able to have the opportunity to lock that down so listen man we'll be cheering for you like uh dane said and really looking forward to, to seeing that uh battle unfold and um as you said you put in your best foot forward every day so best of luck out there in camp and, and really looking forward to seeing how it turns out
No, yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to get back. I've I've been kind of counting down the days the last two weeks, just feeling good and getting my body right, working out and getting everything set up so I can go give it my best shot and, you know, go grab this opportunity. I'm super excited for it. Wonderful. Go get it, Jack. Jack Coco, folks, log snapper for the Green Bay Packers. Jack, we'll say what's up to you when we head up to training camp. We're so excited uh, to, to see you get this thing taken care of. Folks, Jack Coco, long snapper for the Packers. Yep. Be- can we- hey, Jack, before you go, can you give us a quick Go Pack Go? Go Pack Go. Let's go Pack it. Go. Thanks, Thank thanks so much, Jack, for joining us. No, absolutely. It, My pleasure. Appreciate you, man. Take care. Take care. All right, so that was Packers, a long snapper, Jack Coco. And uh, Dane, you heard it. He's ready to go. I'm ready to go. Training camp is right around the corner. I can hardly believe it. It's been a long summer, and I'm ready for football to to get started. And, uh, man, that was awesome, Dr. Jack. Yeah, let's let's hear from our sponsor, and then let's. I'd love to hear a little bit more on your 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 impression of him. All right, good call. Um, so, uh, definitely want to talk about our other sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings, of course, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And using our promo code TPPN, they've got a special offer. New customers get a risk-free bet of up to one thousand um, dollars. That's right. You have a risk-free bet of up to a thousand dollars. If you don't win, you'll get another chance to cash in. So, Dane, what types of events do you have your eye on? I know, I know, I was not too pleased that you mentioned a soccer game, but if that's kind of where your head's at, I, I'd like to hear if you've got a pick for that. I guess you call it match. Um, uh, that's coming up here at Lambeau Field. Listen, I'm going to Lambeau on Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday. I'm going to go with Man City. Um, I just, you know what, Wags? I'm doing a little research now. Man City is who I'm going with. Uh, and it's all because of DraftKings Sportsbook. It's, it's such a, a fun uh, experience. They've been a great partner of ours. Just, folks, use promo code TPPN. Hop on uh, and, and hop on the app and enjoy some betting. We don't bet on Packers games because we just want to watch the games. But some of the other sports, we always like to to throw around a little bit. Thanks, DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, use promo code TPPN uh, and, and, and get after it. For sure. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Uh, make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age, eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, yeah, Dane. Um, just uh, what what are your thoughts then here after talking to Jack? Um, immediate I love that reaction. Guy. That's what yeah. I, those are my thoughts. I mean, I think that he's going to go in the job. I, I think that he's a hardworking dude who's been putting you know in the work his entire life. It's clear he's smart. It's clear that he cares. You can tell he loves the game, but he just seems like a guy who's coming in with it with the right right take. Uh, and Wags, I love that he's you know continuing to develop. Right, I think the coaches. The Packers aren't using a roster spot to, you know, just for fun here. I think they see something in him and having this uh, interview with him, honestly, one of the more fun interviews I've had, just, I love talking about the craft of some of this. I thought it was really insightful and uh, I think he's going to go earn that spot. For sure. And it's one of those things where you can't, 
tell everything just from talking to a guy, but uh, definitely impressed with both his mental and preparation approach and kind of how that can kind of come together, especially for a specialist position. You really have to have both aspects uh, of those um, parts of your game uh, to be very sharp and on top form. And for a young guy, he really seems to get it. Um, mm -hmm. So that's impressive to me as well. Dane, what do you think about the fact that he didn't start snapping until sophomore year of high school? I know that the plan is if you and your wife decide to have any more kids and have a son that he's <laughs> going to have the ball and snapping from the crib, but maybe it's not it's really true. quite necessary that you've got to take the uh, Earl Woods of long snapping approach with, with any future uh, boys that you might have that you want to rear into NFL players. I don't know. The Verisi genes might not be as strong as the Coco genes. We'd probably have to get a start, uh, a earlier start, but um, it's, I think it's pretty darn cool, um, you know, to, to hear this. And, you know, our good friend, Matt was our long snapper in high school. And we always talk about the, that, that position with him. And um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, Wags. He's somebody that he's going to be athletic getting down the field after making the snap too, which I think is just uh, extremely important. I just, um, he just seems like a guy who's just scratching the surface of this position. And um, all the more reason that I think if it's even close, you go with the guy with the upside and that's going to be Jack. And just be yeah. honest, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's a new regime too, yeah. right? I mean, um, there's been changes made in special teams and I, I think you're right. Uh, all things being equal, they're probably going to give Jack and being the new guy, uh, the, the upper hand. Now, certainly he has to go out there and prove it on the field and execute every day in practice and in those preseason games when he gets those opportunities and those reps. But um, I, 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 you know, it's basically coming in on paper, 50% chance to win that job. So you got to like that opportunity anytime you're in that position for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else can we say? I'm excited for camp. You, you're spot on. It's going to be a, a high, highly anticipated and watched position group. Obviously folks will want to look at wide receiver, right? I mean, that's, that's the the spot. Everybody wants to know what's up, but I mean, uh, dare I say, this is a extremely important spot that the Packers need to lock down. And um, so we're going to be all eyes uh, from, from day one of camp to see how things are going at this. Uh, yeah. And that's spot. coming up. We'll be announcing soon. Uh, when we're going to be up in camp. Yeah. If any of you out there are going to be at the Milwaukee Air and Water Show on the 24th or 25th, Dane and I are going to be down there uh, with uh, the Leap Spirits crew. Uh, they're they're going to have a sponsorship down at that event in Milwaukee as well. So if you're around for that, uh, feel free to stop by. I'd love to say hello. Uh, but uh, we'll certainly looking forward to getting up to Green Bay for camp as well. Yeah, and we'll let folks know on our social media platforms. Always love to say hey to folks that listen and and you know chat a little bit. It's just it's always a great experience. There's nothing like training camp at Lambeau Field. Yeah, and stay tuned. We've got some uh, little surprises and giveaways that we'll be yeah. announcing very soon. Um, in the meantime, if you are getting raring and ready to go for training camp and football season, we have a bunch more player interviews that we've done and put out there here over this off season. If you hadn't had a chance to catch up on those perfect way, start getting prepared uh, for a green Bay Packer training camp and for the regular season football, uh, which is going to be here before you know it. I'm ready to go Wags. I'm ready to get after I'm ready for some uh, pads to crack too. It's going to be fun. All right. Uh, and me as well. I think that wraps it up for us tonight as always be legendary and go pack. Go, go. Back, go.
Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only